We can't even get through the intro song without laughing because it's just one of those things where it it can go on for like an hour, but I'm trying to keep my composure. So hi, welcome to Are You Afraid of Ghosts? My name's Jessica. My name's Shelly. Hey, Shelly. So this week, like we said last week, we're going to have Shelly do her kickoff of all of her scary stories. So let's get to know her a little bit better. And I have not heard any of these stories, so... I'm reacting real time. All right. So I'm driving the ship today. We'll see how it goes. You got this. I got this. Um, So I just wanted to walk through a little bit about my experiences. None of them are like crazy, but I've had like several like, what the fuck Mm. moments of like, I can't explain this and maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know, but maybe (laughs) there's a reason for the things that I've experienced. So Love what Um, the fuck moments. (laughs) So I feel like, honestly, I'm pretty sensitive to the paranormal, but um, I fight against it because I'm also scared of it, probably like all of us. But I think like, like I said in the last episode, like I can walk into a house and like immediately sense like something's going on or like this doesn't feel right. Um, But I kind of push it away because I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Do you have that where like you want to see a ghost, but you don't want to see a ghost? Uh, Totally all the time. But then I would be like, go the fuck away and stop scaring me. Exactly. So that brings me to my first story, actually. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. Did you tell the ghost to go the fuck away? (laughs) Go the fuck away. Um, So I grew up in North Jersey and there's an old manor nearby called Ringwood Manor. And I'm actually eventually going to do a full podcast on it. And um, hopefully bring some people in to interview because I know a lot of people that have experienced weird shit there. Um, So I won't go into the whole history, but there's like, you know, Revolutionary War, Washington. um, The house that's there now is built in the 1800s. Very like um, affluent house. Um, So when I was a kid, we'd go there every year for Christmas because um, they had Christmas tours and a celebration. And every single year I would walk in there as a kid and just felt something. And I couldn't put my like mm. finger on it. I was just like, something is oppressive here, heavy, whatever. So I do have one question, though. Was it a child ghost you you sensed? Because last time yeah. you assumed every uh, ghost was a child. Not this time. I think the ghosts in my house right now are children. Okay. For no reason other than that's what I think. But maybe that's because I have a million children. But um, so fast forward from when I was a kid to several years later when I was in college, I actually ended up being a tour guide there for two summers when I was in college. Mm -hmm. Um, So every day it was my job to walk through the park office and unlock the entire historical house. So like literally using like the old heavy keys, unlocking all the doors Um, It was a huge house, had to walk the entire length of it. And I also had to, like, wait inside the house every day by myself. I was, like, 17 and 18 years old. Nope. Yep. Nope. But I had to do. And um, Wait, you signed up? Wait, you signed up to do this on purpose? Yeah, well, they paid me. And also, like, ghosts are cool. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But you're not going to see me signing up for any, uh, (laughs) to, to... to babysit a house with a bunch of ghosts. Yeah, so I was there babysitting the ghosts, but, you know, and, like, everyone I worked with, I mean, pretty much every single person that worked there had an experience, like, 
literally like in the park office they would sh- see a shadow walking by they hear whispers mm, nope. a lot of cold spots yeah um there was like one time like we took a picture of like a girl in like the foyer or whatever and we saw this other face in the picture so there was like a lot of it's like definitely very haunted so I knew this based on like that and my experience like growing up going there so every day I would walk in and like you said I would tell that I literally would be like stay the fuck away from me I don't want to see you I don't want to know that you're here I don't want to have anything to do with you so So, I need to know if they listened so it sounds like they didn't they did for the most part it wasn't until like um the last literally the last tour so I worked there for two summers and the last tour um you know we were all in the gift shop and from the gift shop I could see my entire everybody was there no one else was in the house I can see down the hallway I can see everywhere from the gift shop like no one else is in there and all of a sudden I heard this like really loud knocking on a window Mm. in the back room and I was like whatever and like everybody heard on the tour they're like what's that and I'm like it's it's nothing it's probably someone outside they they're trying to find the door to come into the tour whatever so I didn't think anything of it and I went back to the park office and the secretary was there and she was like why were you knocking on the window and I was like what are you talking about oh no and she was (laughs) she was like I saw you pull back the curtain in the back room and bang on the window. Nope. And I was like, <laughs> nope. wasn't me. So that was, I think the ghosts were very nice there. As much as I felt like of an oppressiveness, I think they were like, kind of like, they listened to me. Wow. But the last tour, they just wanted to be like, hey, oh my we God. are here. <laughs> like, let's make sure that everyone knows. We're we're here, but they didn't, they never actually showed themselves to me, which is fine. I was 18. I didn't want to see them. So that was like my first whatever experience. Um, And then I moved in when I was an adult, um, my first house that I ever bought. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Jessica's holding her dog right now and he's adorable and he's saying hi. He wants to be part of the podcast. No, Rocky, you can't. He's very bad today. He's adorable. He bites um, people. So I moved into a house from like the 1930s. It was a converted carriage house. And mm. my husband at the time, he traveled a lot. So I was in the house alone by myself a lot. Nope. Whatever. I mean, I like alone time. It's fine. So mm. I was like going to sleep. It was around midnight. And I didn't quite fall asleep yet. And all of a sudden I, I heard this tremendous banging on the front door. Like. What's that movie, The Strangers? Oh, no. Nope. You know? (laughs) That's exactly... It was just, like, this banging. And so I sat up, and I looked out the window, and I didn't see anything. Oh. So I went downstairs, looked through the little peephole, didn't see anything. And then I did the thing that you never are supposed to do in a horror movie. (laughs) Did you open the door? The door. (laughs) Dumbass. I know. Like... I've seen enough horror movies. I know not to do that. But I don't know. In the moment, you just you want to know what's going on. Like, <laughs> Don't open the fucking door. I know. I know. Don't open the door. That's don't like... go to the bathroom. Don't go to the basement. But I did. Um, but nothing was there. And it was it was midnight. Like, no one was there. Like, And I could see 
to the street. It was a very far distance from my door to the street. So if anyone was there, I would have seen them. Mm. I don't know. It was just banging. Um, oh, yeah. That, no. Another thing that would happen often is the uh, bathroom faucet would just turn on by itself. Bathroom. Stay out of the, the fucking bathroom. Stay out of the bathroom. Um, which is hard to do. It takes <laughs> force, like turning on the faucet. Um, and then the other thing that happened was um, my ex-husband and I were in the living room. So I wasn't alone. Like this was me and someone else. And there was this like walk-in closet in the living room. And all of a sudden we heard this like. Nope. Like someone inside the closet. Oh, I'm sorry. Knocking. I'm moving out right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously no one was there. Uh, so we didn't move out, but we did get our pastor to come and like literally like bless the whole house. Oh my God. This like, is like, this is like the dumb white people scary movie remake. It really is. Like, I know. <laughs> open the, let's open the door and see who's outside <laughs> when I'm by myself at night. Oh, was it at midnight of all things? It was midnight. <laughs> Man, I, I, lo- know. I love you, girl, but come on now. You're making the rest of us look bad. I know. But. Well, okay, so then that brings me to this house that I live in. It's from 1815. <laughs> um, so a lot of, like, weird things have happened here. Nothing that's, like, super, like sinister or anything but like the first thing I want to get your take on it because I literally cannot for the life of me explain how this happened so we have we have six kids but uh we have four girls and they share rooms so the older girls and the middle girls Mm -hmm. and the older girls had this alarm clock like one of those like digital Mm -hmm. alarm clocks that we had growing up hated those. what I hated those I know they're very loud and annoying, but mm-hmm. the middle girls wanted one because the older girls had one. So I bought them one, put it in the hallway to remind myself to set it up. Mm. And, you know, my husband wasn't here. He like, I saw it in the hallway. He left with his kids, was in the hallway. I went downstairs for something. My oldest comes down and says, oh, like, thanks. Thanks so much for the new alarm clock and for setting it up. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, the alarm clock in our room. It's like, it's awesome. I love it. And I was like, I didn't set that up. What? I don't, I don't even know how to set that up. And she sure as hell doesn't know how to set that up. What? And how does that happen? Wait, so it was out of, wait, walk me through this. It was out of the box, like set up, plugged in. No, it was out of the box in the hallway to remind myself to go plug it into their room. And it's now no longer in the hallway. It's in her room. Set up. Ew. I just got serious chills. What is that? Like, I... Were there... Wait, I so no one else was home? No one else was... So we were all downstairs and my husband was gone. Like, he had left. And after he had left, I'd seen it in the hallway. So he didn't... And he's the only one that knows how to set it up. But, nope. like... How does that work? Like, did a ghost come in and, like, literally lift it up and bring it upstairs and, like, put, like... Uh, I don't know. I have, many, I have many questions, but burn the house to the ground. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's so pretty, though. I like it here. Um, <laughs> no, but I heard... I did some research, and I heard that, like, poltergeists in particular... Mm. That's why I said last week, like, ghosts love technology. <laughs> like, because poltergeists technology. like to fiddle with technology. 
Yeah. So you want to sing the song? I love technology. <laughs> so, so the other thing that happened was, again, we were all downstairs. Like my, my oldest came downstairs. We were all like getting ready for the day. All the pets were downstairs. So then she goes upstairs to like get ready. And she comes down super upset. And she's like, Mom, like somebody went into our room and totally messed it up. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's deodorant all over the floor. What? So I went upstairs and sure enough, like some something, somebody had taken the deodorant, opened it and crumpled it all over the floor. Nobody was up there. Ew. No pet, nothing. Well, sometimes ghosts need deodorant and they didn't know how to use it because they're from the 1800s and they're not familiar with deodorant. They said, they're hey. like, this smells good, but I don't know what to do with it. Maybe yeah. I'll rub it all over the floor. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Okay, and then the final thing that happened here before I smudged the whole house. I muted uh, myself. We were actually watching Annabelle. Uh, it was me and Doug, and there's a scene in Annabelle where, like, music starts playing in the other room. It's, like, pretty early on. It's, like, 15 minutes into the movie. Like, the it's like a phonograph or a record player or something starts playing in the other room. So we're watching it, and all of a sudden, music starts playing in the other room, in the kitchen. So we're like, all right, let's go through the movie, see if, like, any of the characters said something that sounded like Alexa or something like that, right? So we watch it, and we cannot find anything. So Doug's like, I'll open my app, and I'll see what the command was. And clear as day, we hear this woman, not me, yep, say, Alexa, Mm. play. Mm. And then, and then talking to me now <laughs> did you hear alexa oh my god i just got super chill. alexa stop <laughs> but now everyone at home all of their devices are going to go off at the same time if they're right. listening to this podcast <laughs> isn't that weird though that's fucking freaky so yeah. you hear all right so let's just back up shelly because i need yeah. to understand why you still live there because okay. You have already experienced, well, no, this wasn't the banging on the door house. This is the one where your child's alarm clock, I mean, I guess maybe it's I mean, a very it's helpful. helpful, it's a helpful ghost. Yeah, they're so, trying. And then maybe, maybe the ghost thought we wanted to listen to music. Like, I, I need that ghost. That's why I don't think it's sinister. I think the ghost needs to pay rent if they're going to live there. And at true. least, you know pick up a mop or something like if you can move an alarm clock you can sweep you can sweep the floor you can do the dishes do something back in the room do something helpful don't spread deodorant all over the floor that's very that's very counterproductive but do you want to know what i did sure so because i figured this ghost likes technology and likes helping things did you get a job at best buy Almost. Okay. Not quite. <laughs> I tried, but you know, um, I took my my grandma. Ha- my grandma left us this old clock that doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I brought it upstairs to the third floor because I figure that's where most of the activity is going on. <laughs> and I put the clock there, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> if you want to help, like, do you want to like make this clock work again?" So I left it there overnight. Talked to the ghost, was like, "Why don't you like show me that you're here and like fix this clock?" Oh, and my. it didn't work. <laughs> Here, they're not a clock maker, so 
yeah, put, put some broken, you know, a broken heel or something. Maybe they were a shoemaker back in the day or try other things. But I, after the whole like music thing, I was like, when I heard, Mm-mm. I heard a voice, you nope. know, nope. so I smudged the whole house and like nothing's happened since then. My God. So I can't. Those are my stories. I have I have another like mini story, just not even related to me. Um, or I have a question that we can talk about. I, don't know I would love one. to hear whatever you want to share. All right. Well, since those were pretty quick, I'm going to share my other little story. So okay. this is, um, I haven't been here yet, but uh, it's 15 minutes from my house. I was just like looking up like what are like local things that are like haunted and this one had a few little stories and like a paranormal group went there so I thought it was pretty cool and like we could check it out sometime awesome um so uh before I go into it should I list my sources or do we put those in the notes we you can you can say where you found it that's absolutely okay so I got this from the reporter online ghost hunters shine a light on the spooky side of the rising sun a post from the City Lights Paranormal Society and the Capital Gazette around the park. Um, Candlelight ghost stories. So this is the Rising Sun Inn in Telford. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, built in 1739. Um, was open to travelers taking the Philadelphia Allentown stagecoach route. Um, it helped escapees traveling under along the Underground Railroad. So, um, and it's also rumored to have housed the Liberty Bell. So a lot of rich, rich history, a lot of stuff going on there. So if you go there, there's lots of reports of like feet shuffling up and down the stairs, whispers when no one's there and even like full apparitions. Wow. So the first ghost is known as Scary Mary. I mean, that sounds good. We don't know why she's scary. As long as it's not Bloody Mary. Not Bloody Mary, no, she's just scary, and I couldn't find anything about her other than they call her Scary Mary, and I'm assuming she's scary just because she's a ghost. Probably. Sounds about right, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe ask the locals if anyone knows any. Yeah. Yeah, so she apparently shows herself um, on the second floor. Um, She hangs out in the lobby. And several people hear her calling to them from the second floor, telling them to come upstairs, which I wouldn't do that. So is she a lady of the night? She's like luring people from the lobby up to her room? The second floor. Yes. I don't know. All right. Well, we got to find out more about that. I know. I couldn't find anything specifically about her. Um, But the second ghost is known as Uncle Randolph. Now, he has a full name. His name is Randolph Williams. He was a blacksmith and a bachelor and lived in the house until 1913 when he died in the house. Mm. So he likes to chill out on the second floor and peek out the upstairs windows. Super chill. Sounds chill. Is he hanging out with Scary Mary on the same floor? I mean, I guess so, since, yeah, that's where they hang out. Um, According to the Capital Gazette, uh, he keeps to himself. Uh, but it's likely his spirit manifested to two young tenants who resided at the inn a few years after his death. There are inexplicable instances of things moved out of place to badly frightened guests and doors mysteriously locked. 
to keep them out when they were having parties that they were throwing out on the lawn. So he just wants to be left alone. I mean, don't we all sometimes? I think he's an introvert. And he died in the wrong house because clearly it's a a party house. It's an inn. So, yeah, it's pretty happening there. He's probably very upset he died there. Um, They also reported this to Capital Gazette. We've experienced an older, more sociable female spirit active on all three floors and outdoors. She's been spotted on the lawn near the inn's historical boxwoods, wearing a long hooded cape reminiscent of 18th century garments. And she's been glimpsed as a shadowy figure in various mirrors or felt as a gentle touch. She even whispers her name, Abigail, Hmm. to people. So that's Abigail. Nice. And uh, the City Lights Paranormal Society, I don't know if they're still an active group, because this was in like 2010, so this was a while ago. But at the time, the owner's name was Fred, and he was very aware of ghostly happenings and allowed them in as his guests overnight. So while they were there, um, this one girl named Olivia was like in one of the rooms, and she saw a shadowy figure walk by. Mm. And they didn't really, nothing else really happened until they went back and listened to the um, audio recordings. Mm. So in one instance, they asked the ghosts there to knock at the bar to show that the ghosts were there and they didn't hear anything. And then later they were listening to the recordings and a voice came up and said, is this the bar? Oh, so we got the the fun extroverted (laughs) ghost. Like do you want a shot? I'll buy you a shot. I mean, where are those ghosts at? I know. They could be helpful. Um, another, okay, according to the reporter online, one investigator crawled around the camera looking at it, and on the recording, an unknown voice is heard asking, what is this? Possibly referencing the camera. They seem like they're very inquisitive. They mm. don't, is this the bar? What is this? <laughs> they just want a drink and they, they just want people to come hang out in their room and they just want to look out the window. They just so. want to party, except for Uncle Randolph. Uncle Randolph. Fuck Uncle He's Randolph. Out. He's <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hang out with him. He sounds really boring. Uh, this other ghost uh, seemed to be very helpful. When they were in the basement, they had to duck to avoid a low hanging pipe. And in the EVP, EVP recordings, a voice can be heard saying, Watch out. It sounded like, just Jack. <laughs> From Will and Grace. <laughs> just Jack. Um, oh, and apparently there were other unexplained audio recordings that only showed up on the EVPs, including a child singing. Ooh. Which is something you always want to hear a ghost I mean, doing on our recording. As long as they're That's- a good singer. Otherwise, then you're kind of trapped in the uh, purgatory of a child singing yeah. terribly you know maybe maybe the ghosts want some karaoke <gasps> we should totally do ghost karaoke let's they're like is this the bar is this a camera oh is this a microphone they're like can <laughs> i take a selfie what's going on here <laughs> just take a couple selfies and while you're singing karaoke and maybe a ghost will appear in the background we should try it Holding maybe i'll drink. call them up and be like hey are you looking for ghost karaoke Um, that's pretty much it. The only other thing that happened was, um, uh, this was the post by the City Lights Paranormal Society, a figure, 
of the same sort that had been spotted on the second floor when that girl Olivia saw the shadow walk by mm-hmm. was caught on their infrared camera. So they actually Ooh. did see that ghostly presence walk by That's the door. Crazy. I've always wanted to do paranormal, you know, searching things and, and poking around in old buildings and such. I don't want to live in one. I would visit one. I like to scare the shit out of myself and then leave. I don't so, want to live there with an, an alarm clock setter upper. Ghost. I mean, yeah, I know. Here's the thing, though. Like, so I've often thought, like, oh, it'd be cool to like go to a séance or like do mm-hmm. something like that. Not in my house, somewhere else. No. But then you always hear about like people getting things attached to them. Yeah, that's that's that, what I don't want. It's like my friend Anna, who every yeah. every house she moved into was haunted. And she's like, gee, another haunted house. No, it's you. <laughs> They're following you. This- yeah, and like once that happens to you, it's like, what what can you do about it? Like it's not an easy thing to just get rid of. You just make friends with the ghost and hope that they're not Uncle Randolph that just wants to be, you know. Yeah. Hope they want to sing with you, karaoke. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll hang out with a fun karaoke ghost, but yeah (laughs) that's crazy shelly crazy crazy so here's my question to you yeah what what do you think ghosts are because i feel like there are like lots of um theories i've i've heard of a couple theories i feel like any or all of them could be true but like have you ever thought like what what is a ghost what do you what is your theory about ghosts my theory is there are people that have passed on that are trapped in kind of a, a purgatory situation where they they may be in this infinite loop of the same age, the same everything. And, you know, there are just some people that carry on to other places, whether you believe in heaven or hell or, you know, they're just out there in, in space. But um, I think a ghost, honestly, is just really, you know, it's it's going to be all of us. Like, we are all at some point going to be a ghost, obviously, when we pass. But whether or not we are present in, you know, with the living, I think is, is really kind of maybe like that whole unfinished business situation. You know, you would hear that in a lot of scary movies that, they have this unfinished business and then they can pass over once they've finished their business. Mm-hmm. So maybe they, some of them have unfinished business, but they don't know what it is or they don't know how to, how to get that. So, um, you know, they're kind of trapped with whatever the last thing that happened in their life was. That's, that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe all ghosts are bad. And, you know, I, I've been to a couple of mediums um, where I've seen, you know, people that, they they t- brought up things that no one else would know. And to me, I think they're all, all around us all the time. It's just whether or not they want to be present and they want to mm-hmm. make themselves known. So it doesn't always have to be scary. Maybe they just want to do something nice. Like you said, set up the alarm clock or they want to, yeah. you know, they just want to hang out in the house with you, but they can't really go anywhere. And then I think about, you know, like the movie Beetlejuice with – you know, the uh, the people that lived up in the attic and they couldn't right. leave their house. That's where they were trapped forever. So they just had to deal with the weirdos that moved into their house. And, 
you know? Yeah. Just kind of fun. It's fun, but it also it's got to suck if you like. It does have to suck because if you don't like the house that much, and then if you definitely don't like the people that moved in, so. Right. Then you got to haunt the shit out of them. Yeah. I mean, that could always be fun. It could be fun. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's so many possible explanations. Like, I do believe that. I do believe, like, some ghosts are, like, actively trying to communicate something, trying to work something out. Um, because we all have, like, a spirit of some kind. So, like, what happens mm-hmm. when our physical body dies? Like, we still have a spirit. Um one, I, I think my brother mentioned, like, one of his theories was, like, if you, you know, if there's, like, an explosion in the ground, there's, like, a hole that's left after the explosion. Mm-hmm. And over time, it slowly kind of gets filled in, but this, the impact of the explosion can still be seen, mm. even if it's light. So he was, like, you know, if if a woman sits in her rocking chair every single day for an hour and she's done that for like 10, 20, 30 years, like she's always in that rocking chair and then she passes on, maybe there's like, uh, you know, a spiritual indentation into the physical world that just kind of lingers on. Mm. So in that case, it wouldn't be like an active spirit trying to communicate something. It's just like a spiritual imprint on the physical world. I kind of thought that was cool. That is cool. I like that theory. So, like, I I could see both. Um, I have another friend who said, because he, he kind of came to this um, realization because, you know, he, he had a lot of experiences where, like, he knows he, like, put something down somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he physically put something, like, his phone, like, in this spot. Like, and you, put he, the like, to, like you put like the alarm clock. Like, you put the alarm clock. And then, like, it's gone. It's, like, moved. Mm -hmm. And it's happened to him enough that he was, like, I mean, this is, like, I mean, it's, like, what if there are parallel universes, right? Mm -hmm. And there's another me living in the same space in a parallel universe. And sometimes they collide. Mm. So that is, like, a little bit cerebral for me to, like, wrap my brain around. But, like, I don't know how to explain the alarm clock thing. Nope. So what if that was me in another universe? It was your geek squad ghost. Yeah. A geek squad ghost who actually knows how to set up alarm clocks. Because I, mean, I don't actually know how to do that in this realm. In this realm. But in your other realm, you may. My other realm, I'm, yeah, I'm a technological guru, apparently. <laughs> Very helpful. That's awesome. Oh, I like That's that. Pretty much it. All right, girlfriend. Well, I mean... You have a lot of shit that you uh, apparently experienced, and I don't want to say that you're, you know, scot-free. You're still living in the house. That's some of these things have happened. I have a lot of sage. (laughs) You better, girl. (laughs) Better wrap your house in some sage. You'll be like the the American Horror Story season one house where you're just going to have a bunch of random people living everywhere. Don't say that. That's a scary. That's a scary season. <laughs> well, <laughs> I loved it. Well, isn't that the point of this podcast to scare you? Good night. <laughs> Bye. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. All right, everyone. So we'll uh, thank you, Shelly, for sharing your stories, and we will definitely post this soon and um, check out our new episode. So 
hopefully you're listening to this at midnight and you hear a loud knocking at your door and then you open up the door like Shelly did. Don't do that. Don't do that. Everything Shelly said she did, don't don't do that. Don't do any of the things that Shelly said. Don't be me. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Shelly, and uh, have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.